0: What's up, Buds, and welcome to the new episode of the Earbuds Podcast, the music podcast where two friends talk about one album for many minutes. We are your hosts, Brett uh, Raspberry Beret Hanrahan, and I am Lucas uh, Purple Rain Indrakovs. And Brett, today we're talking about one of my favorite all-time musicians from my all-time favorite band, we're talking about Matt Embry's album that came out in 2019 called 2019.
1: Yeah, uh, I like the name of this one. Finding any information Wait, about Brett, this- Brett, shut your mouth. Sorry, I thought I was allowed to talk no. on my own nope. fucking podcast. Not yet.
0: We I tell you when you can talk.
1: That's why I got my own fucking trailer.
0: All right, Brett, so I just got done saying we're listening to Matt Embry's album that came out in 2019, so you go. <laughs>
1: and i started talking and then you told me to shut up so
0: you so. can go back into the whatever bullshit
1: you were saying okay fine uh there's really not a lot of information about this album that i could find
0: yeah it's surprising right there's not even a lot of information about Matt embry that i could find
1: yeah his wikipedia page is about four paragraphs long in one yeah, section it, it was last updated it looks like in
0: like twenty two thousand 2008 2009 like after Wax Wayne came out, which I kind of, you know, we're both big RX Bandits fans, right? Like, I'd say I, so. Matt Embry, by far my favorite singer. Uh, RX Bandits, by far my favorite band of all time. So I'm obviously going to be totally biased while we were yeah. doing this. Like, I this mean- guy's like kind of one of my musical heroes. Uh, but, you know, he's also, he's in our expanded, but he's also in the sounds of animals fighting, which I don't know if you've yeah. heard them before. They're fucking awesome, really weird and experimental, but he's done like solo stuff with, you know, he did Wax Wayne, like under the moniker of love you moon. He did, uh, he was in me and LP with the, the singer LP. And that was actually a really good record. He's been in like parab, but what was it like pebble And, uh, and then he came out with an album called macaraquai uh, which is mostly a cover record which is oh. I don't know if you've heard that one. No, uh, I haven't. But he does he does mostly covers like The Wind cries Mary, um I second that emotion, Castlevania Sand. Like he does a lot of um kind of classic r- song uh, covers, but then he Was also that? Covers, like salsa type of like uh cumbia renditions of 2 Arc bandit songs.
1: Yeah, oh. okay, I think I did see that on his page on yeah. like Spotify. Yes, it's really good if you haven't listened to it yet. And
0: they cover, they do different versions of uh, My Lonesome Only Friend and March of the Caterpillar.
1: Which is Lonesome Only Friend is one of my favorite RX Bandits songs. So I was really excited to see that there. I listened to a little bit of it and I was like, oh, it's too slow. I'm not drunk. Yeah.
0: I kind of wanted to ask you, as we're both pretty big RX Bandits fans, if you could rank the R-Expanded's albums from worst to first.
1: Hey, Editor here. Uh, I'm going to save us all five minutes and tell you that we actually did a chit-chat about the R-Expanded's discography. We went more in depth, we were more thorough, and we ranked all the albums on a tier list. Uh, so if you're curious about our rankings, you can go ahead and check out that video. It was the first chit-chat we did. Um, and as we get back into this episode, we are talking about how Mandala didn't have any horns and 2019 didn't as well. Thank you.
0: They don't have horns on this record. And it's interesting that, that Embry left the horns off of this album too. Yeah. Not to have them, but I would say that 2019 um, has a lot less of a reggae
1: influence on it than the rest of the art expanders. No. Yeah. I'd say for sure. It's, it's kind of, it's it's not like it's a quiet or slow album really but no. it's a very chill it's the kind of the chiller side of Matt Embry there's not a lot of rock moments on this thing right uh which is fine by me just because his rock moments and his like kind of chill out moments are equally as good just He's so an cute. amazing songwriter as he shows yeah. on this album
0: yeah amazing amazing and like amazing um he's so good at coming up with really catchy melodies and, but yeah, you know, right off the bat, I do have to say like, and there's no disrespect to this album or Matt Embry. And it's not saying, cause I absolutely really liked this record. I, I loved it actually, but this does kind of sound like our expanded B-Sides album.
1: does little- it? I mean, there are definitely a couple songs on the record. That you that I could believe are our expanded B sides that he kind of repurposed for this record. Dig it. Uh But then there are things like Morning Dove, and Nuevo so Primero, which are kind of a lot more. They have like electronic drum set on it. They have a lot more electronic synthy sounds about them. Dude, that, signal players.
0: That's such a that's a, such a different song from Matt Embry too, and it's. I love how front and center the bass is on the, on those songs too.
1: Yeah. Over yeah.
0: Low, signal Flares like I he's he's been known to to play all the instruments on his solo albums including yeah. his previous stuff before this and uh, but like obviously Seagac the drummer from uh Arc is on Dig It and he's on a few of his stuff.
1: Well, you know that's and, what I thought like, as well.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, you have to. You you hear those drums on Dig It. The dig it again.
1: But I went on genius lyrics and which is also the bare minimum of any information, but the only other details I found on this record was that a dude named Joey Chachalo or like Joey Chachalo is credited on drums for the first two songs, really, but so it's not like. It's, this is just like a random it's, it's done without explanation. You can't really go to that person's profile. They don't really have anything else there. I looked him up. He is a professional drummer. He is a session drummer, but I couldn't find any proof that he was on this record.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, you know, the first time I was listening to it, I assumed that Seagak was on all these songs. And then, uh, the more, uh, repetition of the record I listened to, I was like, I can actually hear Matt Embry playing most of these drums. Uh, yeah i think the first two of like electric drums on here too like it sounds like a lot of yeah like programmed drum
1: yeah and i think obviously the first one the first song is someone else just because that drum beat is so weird it's, i thought for amazing. sure it was the arcs Bandit's drummer yeah and it very it might still be but i was i thought it was interesting that for that specific thing for specifically a drum credit on Genius lyrics, someone had someone else's name. It was like some insider info. Or and something.
0: Genius is also kind of like the Wikipedia of music information, right? Where yeah, like, a little can really bit. Put whatever the fuck they want on there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: so we don't know what's going on then. But you like you do.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna <laughs> lean into
0: it. I'm fucking right and you're wrong. Fucking big mouth. But listening to this album, you can definitely hear, even though it sounds uh, pretty different from our bandits for the most part. You can definitely hear that Matt Embry is like a major driving force in the songwriting in our bandits,
1: yeah. I mean, i I wouldn't I would believe if he does all the songwriting on our bandits, I'm sure there's some collaboration between the other band members. I yeah, do. But him being the driving force, I think is pretty easily understood, pretty well understood. Pretty, pretty uh,
0: obvious on, on this uh, in this music, man, because you hear some of his earlier stuff and it's a lot more acoustic, singer-songwriter, mm. um, him trying to do some different stuff. This was kind of his first, in my opinion, his first return to rock music outside of our expanded. So like hearing this, I'm like, yeah, you can tell that he's a big, big part of that, especially the vocal parts and the melodies and harmonies and everything like that. But uh, there is that special sauce of getting all, you know, four or five of those guys together in one room and and getting them bounce off of each other because especially the things that stood out to me the most that are different from our bandits on this uh, in this music was the bass.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it that's definitely a big part of it. it. you can kind of hear similarities in the drumming and in the guitar work uh which I love on this album by the way. I love the guitar work. Yeah, on really stuff good. like uh, Dig It and Signal Flares especially.
0: It's all really like experimental alternative rock stuff it's really interesting he's almost like uh r&b at times as well with like the guitar stuff that he's doing
1: yeah almost a little bit which his voice works so fucking perfectly for i mean his voice works for everything and you would like come if he talked to you <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did talk to me once and i did
1: so was that embarrassing or what, what like was he were y'all kind of like vibing with him? Nah, i was just he was eating dinner at the hard rock cafe
0: and i approached him um, I bought and him, you came uh, right in his spaghetti. I bought him a soda and I came in his spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, hey, that sounds like a good date to me.
0: He said, "Hey man, how's it going?" I was like, "Dude, I'm about to see you tonight." And he was like, "Oh great, dude! Like, I'll look for you in the crowd." Now it's just like, i go, 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 go!"
1: <laughs> and then he was like, kind of like making out with you on stage, like winking and like I wish, giving dude. little kissy faces. I wish. No, no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you ever been called out by like? Do you ever meet a band? before they started playing and then you they like called you out from the stage and they're like dude we met um you earlier because they did that
1: like they fucking pointed me out and i was like oh shit oh shit it was awesome. no only only fucking local bands that just like fucking eat my set list
0: so there's don't <laughs> there's no mess with there it. so it, it doesn't do anything for you
1: no it doesn't it doesn't I, i'm kind of numb to the celebrity life you know so, i'm kind of like i'm used to it yeah uh, so it doesn't really affect me that it's much. Just like anymore. anything
0: else. It gets old.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just, it loses its color over time and it's excitement. Dude. You have to do other stuff too.
0: one of the wisest that same words. adrenaline. Some of the wisest words I ever had a friend tell me was show me a hot girl and I'll show you a guy who's tired of fucking her. And I was like, Holy shit. That really stuck with me a little bit where it's like, <laughs> you end up taking shit for granted. Like, you know, something to lust after or something that you want. Eventually you get tired of it
1: yeah it's an interesting you know it's an interesting concept that i've thought a lot about over the last couple years being more involved in a polyamorous side of like relationships in this community uh and it's like the way these polyamorous relationships work is that there is a lot of communication between the partners and stuff and
0: the most important part
1: yeah that's the most important or no part. communication
0: it's either like you overly communicate or you don't communicate at all it's like either i need to know everything that's going on or just don't tell me anything
1: yeah so and it's just one i would want There's just i don't like it don't tell d- me There's <laughs> just a different vibe with with how you approach relationships and stuff like that yeah, yeah. but uh, i want to i want to see how you approach the fucking um, songs on this album, and like, what do you think about the lyrics of this album, Lucas? Like, compared to R. Bandits, do you think they're a little less ethereal? They're a little more yes. personal. They're a lot more on on like on the nose. Yeah, sure. it's a lot. Really there aren't as many, many
0: layers. No, right. It's like you kind of have to read into his lyrics and our R. Bandits, like you said. But like Morning Dove, I mean, sounds like he's straight up talking about his childhood.
1: It it sounds like he's talking about a specific era and, in his life where his great yeah. grandma was dying and his man
0: pretty commit suicide
1: maybe yes yeah, mom trying to commit suicide and yeah. he feels kind of all like lonely in his own family just staying alone in his room looking at like researching music and playing video games by himself
0: i got the panic kind scale in my video, video game, game. It's uh, <laughs> such a catchy chorus. Yeah, but I really like the lyrics. Like I Groovy appreciate song. the shit that he's talking about because in our expanded, they're obviously like really politically aware. They talk sure. a lot about, you know, government, politics and nature and environment and all that stuff. But on this one, it's so on the nose. Like we're straight up talking about like in Signal Flares, he's talking about gun violence. And yeah, makes it so fucking catchy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that like, is the catchiest-, really- yeah. the catchiest. Yeah, he's one,
1: right? The catchiest one on the record for sure. And he's rapping on it yeah a little bit i mean that caught me <laughs> off guard i it, he definitely kind of gets a certain tone about it in the verses yeah that was like oh he's kind of doing like a more rap flow uh yeah <laughs> it's
0: it was straight up rap like he was straight up rapping and i thought he did pretty fucking good to be honest i'm really glad he didn't do any sort of inflections like the fucking singer of the interrupters <laughs> that would have been great. i mean
1: i can appreciate that as well yeah, yeah. But I love the the chorus that is so catchy. Like, we love mm. our AR-15s and AK-47. 47. 47. MAC-15, like, Mac
0: 17,
1: 357.
0: 357. Yeah. Yeah, super, Yeah, super on the nose, but really good. And, like, uh, I don't, you know, like, uh, there were some times, like, a Nuevo Primero and um, Capable Predator that I was like, what the fuck is he talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it definitely seems like he can be very on the nose with some stuff, very like raw and like there aren't a lot of layers you have to peel. But then there are also times when he's a little more vague, especially when he gets more personal about himself. Maybe he doesn't want to get into such detailed specifics in his lyrics when he's talking yeah. about really like his childhood or right. how he views himself, his perspective on pretty things like that. Too.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure like he's had like addiction struggles like throughout the years and everything. And it just doesn't yeah. seems like it all, comes out in, in the music in one shape or in one, you know, way, shape, or form, but it, he never, there's so little out there in interview form about him. Like, you know, I, I've, there's a podcast, <laughs> a really good podcast with the singer of less than Jake called, uh, uh, Krista makes a podcast because it's called, his name is Krista makes. And <laughs> it, he brings on, um, a member of a, of one of the bands and they talk about like one of their biggest songs or like one of their um, you know most important songs and like Chris okay. or whatever. So he brought Matt Embry on and they talked about one of the songs off of Mandala and I can't believe I'm forgetting um, <laughs> the name of it now. I think it might be My Lonesome Only Friend.
1: Is it like just another Parsec?
0: No, no, it's it's one specifically about, uh, it's about a girl that was a huge Arx Bandits fan and she was struggling with addiction too. And she connected with Matt Embry on Facebook and they would like message each other every now and then. Like when she was struggling um With like you know addiction or like temptation to keep using again or whatever, mm. she, she would reach out to him for for support. And then there was one night that he she messaged him at like three in the morning, and he saw it and didn't respond. He was like, you know, like I'll I'll just respond to her in the morning. Yeah, and she had committed suicide by the time. He got oh shit! Her. So uh, or she OD'd or something one one or the other. So yeah, so it's like that songs about that, and I had no fucking idea, you know. Uh, right.
1: Yeah. I mean, so. it, especially with our expanded stuff, I don't think there's any way you could piece together the specifics of how a song, like what a song's about. Right. It's kind of a lot, it can be a lot more vague, a lot more general. A
0: lot of times I get the lyrics wrong and I've them wrong for years until I look them up <laughs> and I'm just like, oh shit, I thought he was saying the the babies don't mean anything at all and i'm like he's saying the babies don't mean anything at all and i'm just like oh shit this song's about heroin i thought it was about like <laughs> i you thought know, it was just about fucking kids yeah uh but yeah man I, and, and you know you compare that to a uh, brand new enemy where he's talking about like kind of xenophobic paranoia that happens a lot in the u.s and like we always need someone to hate or someone to fight or someone mm. to distrust or whatever and yeah, so where he can be so on the nose, um, it's cool. It's cool that he can be so on the nose and not be cheesy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's for the most part, signal flares could be seen as a little preachy. There are times, absolutely, when you could get, you could get a preachy kind of vibe from it. It's a really? lot better when you agree with the topic. Exactly. Which if you I don't, don't
0: agree with it, then it's like fuck you. I don't care if it sounds preachy to you.
1: Yeah, it's like I like. Signal flares is actually seems like a pretty safe song to me, just because he's okay. talking about like you know it's basically mostly based around school shootings and like elementary schools is what he's talking about. nothing okay. ever gets done about them yeah um,
0: says, unless it, until it happens to your kid, then you suddenly care.
1: yeah, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that song. I don't think anyone would be like, "No, I don't think anything should get done. I think it's cool you'd,
0: you'd be surprised. A lot of people uh, think just fucking. There's some school district that's putting AR-15s in every school in the next school year. It, like bend against the possibility of that shit happening. So like, a lot just people, like where the fire could,
1: like extinguishers are.
0: Yeah, right. You just like break the glass and fucking.
1: And it's like, oh, there we go. You have just to cut the,
0: the fucking. Yeah, you have to cut a little like zip tie on it before you can use it. Who knows, man? It's fucking crazy. Uh, and, and you know, like he was. He's been talking about this. Like I was. Seeing that C- Columbine happened like fucking 15 years ago or t- almost 20 years ago at this point. And it's like, and this shit's still fucking going on. So like, I love that he's talking about that shit on signal flares, you know? Yeah. it's. I, I'd rather fucking shove it in someone's face and like make someone answer to it, you know?
1: Sure. Yeah. Or, or just like ignore it altogether. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which would be, yeah.
0: Or you mean like the person that you show it to or that you force them to try and listen to, they're just like, I mean, yeah, mindful. just, like,
1: it, I'd rather get a little too preachy than just, like, make him have a safe song about, like, oh, you could, you know, we, I, this kind of how I Maybe feel about it, but possibly. there are two sides. And, could we possibly do something? Yeah, a little wishy-washy, but yeah. he seems very steadfast in his beliefs on this album and that song in particular.
0: For sure. Well, now that we're breaking down some of these songs, man, let's get into our choice nugs, man, our two favorite tracks. Let's do it, man. There's only, like, seven songs, right? So... It was kinda of hard to, six. It was kind of hard for me to pick my choice snug, to be honest. There was only one song that I didn't put as an honorable mention, which was Capable Predator. I don't you know I like it, it's my least favorite song on the record. I <laughs> I liked all of
1: them. Yeah, uh, I like Capable Predator. I like it the least. But I would say my most my most honorable mention that would have been a nug if not for one thing is dig it and i think you know what that one thing already is the intro uh it's the drums honestly oh, what? How? it's he's so he's not even in the pocket at this point he's just kind of like offbeat and it's obvious no. that that's what they were going for how he because is offbeat he is off the fucking beat dude <laughs> no if you just fucking like tap your fingers or snap or something it's so off um and it threw me off the whole time and it's wow. just like well, maybe i just if the
0: drummer stands out to you more you probably have better
1: internal rhythm than i do i, I feel like it's pr- it's not very subtle with it i feel like it's pretty obvious the whole they time that you like fuck up Is that a car alarm you can hear that yeah yeah <laughs> Well, y'all got me turn my mic all the fuck way up, so people people want to like give their two cents. I hey, don't blame us, dude. the trash, the trash in Seattle. Um, I, take uh,
0: I love Seattle. I'm just kidding.
1: But Diggit had some of my favorite moments on the entire album. That part, like around the three minute range, where he starts doing more instrumental yeah, stuff, kind of starts getting a little solo going. Yeah, a little Jimmy I thought, type solo it was like probably my favorite part in the album and then it just slows down back to that riff being some of the coolest guitar
0: work on the on the album too
1: yeah it just really sucks that i couldn't vibe with the drums so that's an honorable mention but uh might have spent a little too much time on that i'm gonna get to my first nug uh which is actually gonna be signal flares yeah dude that was mine that was like
0: really really close to becoming a, a choice nug but I.
1: oh yeah I
0: fucking love that song and like we've already said so much about it like the lyrics are great and he actually yeah. pulls off the rapping which is insane to me so yeah it's he impressive.
1: it it doesn't sound fake at all it, it doesn't sound like he's trying to sound like a like a rapper I guess thank like, you. yes
0: exactly yeah
1: it's like this is just what the words happen to come out as and he's just rolling with it I think this song has one of the catchiest parts on the album where he starts with that chorus and like, uh, and that it. guitar <laughs> riff comes yeah. in. Yeah. Which is such a cool effect on the guitar. I don't, I can't really even parse what that is.
0: Yeah. I can't either. <laughs> the music on the song and I think it worked really well because he's rapping on it it the music and as a whole reminded me a lot of gym class heroes i could see that right for sure yeah them? like the the bass and the drums like doing really kind of simple stuff but the bass is great on that on that song too mm-hmm. that guitar work is just kind of that like minimalist uh you know as little guitars you can have on a rap song you know <laughs> and they still kind of have this cool flow bots you know kind of Gym Class Heroes vibe, and I think yeah. they really fucking pulled it off really well.
1: Yeah, I think so too, and um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite songs on the record, super catchy, love that riff, yeah. love the pacing of the whole thing, love the kind of mood, the vibe, the bass.
0: That, song, that chorus gets stuck in my head all the time
1: yeah but to be
0: fair all the courses on this album
1: get gets <laughs> well tell me about what are your favorite choruses songs man well every
0: like i mentioned every song is an honorable mention except capable predator so my first uh choice snug is dig it man dig it and it, it's because of the drums
1: it's i right. man
0: I, I, I love it has so much it's so steeped and like marinated in rx bandits vibes that it immediately, it's like such a great intro for me as an Rx Bandits fan that I'm just like, oh, uh, fuck yes. Like, that sounds like it could be on an Rx Bandits record easily. You know? And it's just, it, yeah, it's so, so good. I love Matt's voice on it. Like, all the melodies that he's doing on it, like the... Yeah, yeah. And like... Yeah. Like, uh, he's so, like, soulful and fucking awesome dude and as i used to not like when it slowed down i like we don't have to be
1: alone yeah
0: if you don't
1: mind but that's a that's that's ah, you need a it. core part of the song yes you, you know and it. it's it's a great part too it makes the that gain
0: like it makes that Sound fucking cooler every time it comes back in. <laughs> to have that slower part. And it's just like Embry's yeah. amazing. The melodies, the harmonies are amazing. I love the buildup that they do in the, you know, like, you yeah, know, with the yeah, solo and the cool, like, kind of stuff. And then they bring it right back down and just like hit it super hard at the end. Yeah, Munchie Song. It's such a great opener and I love the intro where it's uh that girl talking about like everything she's going to do this year and it's like it, I mandarin and <laughs> fucking learn how to identify four different like fungi or something have
1: like be be proficient in four different kinds of key he, right or something
0: yeah, something like that and I just like I and it's just all these things and then he just goes dig it.
1: Dig it. Dang. <laughs> like yeah, dude.
0: Yes. Love that sounds like there's uh, just a party. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Right. And he just yeah. like found this chick. That's like so ambitious, which I think I interpret this song as like kind of fighting yourself to be as like, to be who you want to be, to be like this girl who's obviously overreaching for these goals. Like right. she's not going to do all this stuff within the year, within 2019. Right. 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 Um, but and it's, it's kind of I mean, like fighting so yourself.
0: And he's like, I dig that. Like, I dig that you're, you're gonna try that hard.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's a great opener for me. And I love that guitar part. But I would say my second choice nug, and it was really hard to choose between Signal Flares, Nuevo Primetal, and Morning Dove. But I had to go with the closer Morning
1: Dove. That's also that's my second nug.
0: Yeah, dude. I think that it's such my favorite song on this album since the first time I heard it, like two years ago.
1: I think it's the most odd. It's like the most different song on this record that you wouldn't expect from RX Bandits. The most epic song on the record. Yeah, it, and it's just got this, it's steeped in these factory tones and this like crunchy, fuzzy bass, these that synths inter- that are kind of encompassing you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those loud drums that are so in your face and it's almost like a hip-hop reggae vibe to the whole thing too, which I really dug.
1: Yeah, with the, like a hint of psychedelic yes. stuff in it. Yeah, and the lyrics are great. It's almost like a grime beat. Like it almost reminds
0: me of Grime a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's right? it's very kind of, it's a little grungy in its sound, not in yeah. the genre, but just <laughs> the sound in general.
0: Just Yeah, just it just sounds a little dirty, like a little raw, which I'll say across the board too on this album, the production is pretty good, not great. Um, I would say that he probably recorded most of it on his own.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'd say there are some, in terms of production, there are some great moments yes, for sure. But aside from those moments, it's, it's like pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes his
0: vocals, I think what stood out to me in the production value was that sometimes it sounds like he's in a bathroom. Like Sometimes <laughs> I could tell that he's like in a bathroom, which isn't great. But yeah, if he did this all on his own, like it's pretty fucking amazing. So yeah, it's man, commendable Morning, at least. It's commendable at least. Like Morning Dove is a great closer. It's a really personal song. It's really like really personal lyrics. But I mean, his vocal parts, like throughout the whole the verse, the pre-chorus, and the chorus, like all those melodies, he goes to like maybe six or seven different melodies between those three parts. <laughs> and I just think it's it's all so catchy. It's also fun to sing along with. I fucking love it.
1: Yeah. Like, I I'd, I'd say all the same things. And when that course comes in, I got the Dorian mode in my video games. It's so smooth. It's so that that melody gets stuck in your head yeah. and you just like, can easily sense this kind of lonesome, these lonesome emotions and feelings and tragedy, yeah. uh, as he describes, Them at the hospital, watching their like great grandma pass.
0: It's it's a very
1: it's a very mournful song, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, all right,
0: man. Well, with all that said, what are you gonna rate this album
1: EP? EP, I'd say
0: EP. EP, yeah. What what, what were you to rate this?
1: You know, zero to
0: ten, decimal points allowed. We do Olympic rules.
1: (laughs) Up to up to the tenth
0: decimal point
1: yeah though uh
0: though so i've thrown in a, a 0.666 plenty of times on this show
1: <laughs> and I, the, I there was an era i was doing about four or five decimals because i thought that was like the most it was the most accurate Maybe for me you at yourself, the time where i was I Yeah,
0: that's true that's true you're actually taking it really sincere which
1: bit. i mean i think this would warrant like a th- four decimal rating I was thinking like a pie situation, but okay, what do you got? Well, we don't have that much time. No, we don't. So I'll, I'll just stick to the four. Uh, This is a great solo record. It's always interesting to see the solo records that come out of the main songwriters of other bands. For sure. To see kind of where most of their contributions come from. See how much
0: influence do they have on the group? Right
1: yeah and see how different they go from the group in these records mm-hmm. and this is one of the better solo albums i've heard from that type of person for sure honestly mm-hmm. uh you could hear the rx band very easily but he has his own flair and you can tell it was some it's a lot more personal which i appreciate yep and he you can he obviously doesn't feel constricted by anything by any like creative decisions, he kind of just like does what feels right in the moment, yeah. Um, god, I wish there was like more, I wish there was more information even about this I album. I, would I like, I kind of want to, yeah, it. I want to you know, get like,
0: like into it, yeah, me too, man. I, Matt Embry, if you are watching or listening to this, we'd love to have you on, <laughs> we'd love to talk about all of your music, our bandits and solo stuff and me and LP and uh Pebaluna and all that shit, man. Just saying. If anyone who's watching or listening to this like yeah, if anyone knows
1: send him this shit like yeah. I mean, I could message him, but like it'd be awkward. We haven't talked in so long uh yeah. since I like kind of made the band with him and inspired uh Chris in his like oh, drumming God. style and stuff like okay. that. Yeah. It's yeah. been a bit, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. Um but they're going to cool,
0: hate us if they listen to this.
1: A great record, very short. I wish there was more, but I also appreciate the EP length of it. Yeah, some real interesting music, especially in the guitar work. Um, and the drums kind of, the drums kind of saunter out after the second song and are become a little more basic, which I think is fine. I yeah. wouldn't be asking for Rx Bandits type beats the for an entire solo EP.
0: Right. The music doesn't call for, for those complicated, complex. Yeah.
1: Things. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to give this one, this is going to be a solid 7.8 for me. And maybe, maybe it could even go higher. It started off more in the sixes when you first recommended me this album, like right. two or three years ago. Right. Uh, and as I've listened to it through the years and I've like paid more attention to the music and the production, I've appreciated it a lot more mm-hmm. and kind of understood a little better what he's doing in these parts. And I like his patience on the record as well, yeah. Yeah. which is something that that could be very hard to get used to. 7.8
0: is solid, man. I'm going to be obviously a little biased, a little higher. Um, you
1: if this this is this guy's like on your list, right? Of like, party.
0: oh, yeah, this dude's on my celebrity.
1: Yeah, list. yeah, right. A good list.
0: Not one of those like.
1: No, it's a very wholesome list. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the people that you're never going to actually like have sex with. Get
0: to have sex with, yeah. Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah no, Christina understands. She, she's aware of the situation. Yeah. Uh, we saw Args Bandits play uh, like two months ago here in Southern California, and she looked very nervous
1: the entire time. She should be. Maybe she should write some songs.
0: <laughs> she needs to step up her game, her songwriting. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I agree with you on all points. Um, this this album's really, it's really good. It's a really good showing for Matt Embry alone, and he's proven to be a good songwriter. You know, outside of our exponents, to me before, but this song, this album definitely matches the uh, intensity and the fun that our exponents brings with their music. So. Mm-hmm. He he did he did really well, man, on his own and, and uh, so many catchy melodies, so many, some of his best melodies, in my opinion, are on this album of anything that he's written before. There's some good stuff for there's sure. Some, catch, some of the catchiest shit is on this record, I got to admit. So being a lover of him and everything that he's done and such an admirer, he's like, he's inspired so much of my music that I've written in my life and the way that I've sang in, in pretty much every band that I've been in. You know, I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to give him a little, I'm going to put some mustard on my rating here. I'm going to put a little relish (laughs) on it. A little sauce on it. Yeah. And I'm going to give it, I gotta be, I gotta be a little, uh, realistic. I'm going to give it like an 8.5.
1: An 8.5 I'd say is not bad. You don't listen to EPs a lot. No. You know, um, so would you? Do you wish this was a full album? Do you wish this was like more like forty minutes, or do you think yeah it might be better as kind of a half hour?
0: Mm, this is twenty minutes. This is a nineteen minute record. Um, no, I think yeah. it'd be great as a thirty-five to forty minute album. Like it, only if he had the the juice, you know. Like I don't want him writing. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to like force this. him
1: into anything. Yeah,
0: no. But if he if if the other songs, if he had three more songs or four more songs in his back pocket that um are just as good as all these, absolutely, I would love for. For it to be a full record, but (laughs) buds, what would you rate this album? What did you guys think about 2019 by Matt Embry? What are y'all's ratings and rankings of the Rx Bandits records? Like, give us your worst to first, man. I'm so interested because there's so many eras of RX Bandits and of Matt Embry and of all the musicians in the in the band that like Mm. it's all so different. So someone's favorite record is gonna be someone's least favorite record. And it's just yeah, that's just how fucking dynamic this band is. So I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on this. Give us a follow on Instagram, uh, fucking subscribe to the YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us the like and the bell and, uh, and everything, like share it with your friends, let people know, uh, find us, uh, yeah, on Instagram. I'm at Jean-Luc Guattard. Brett's at Brett Handrahan. Uh, the podcast is EVP cast, uh, Brett, what would you, uh, what are we going to, what are we going to talk about on the next episode?
1: We're going to talk about a little album called hyper story, by even a, an even littler band called HyperStory. Hyper Story. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about that, man.
0: I got to be honest. I have thoughts.
1: I'm I hesitant thought. to hear what you think about it. <laughs> I'm a little worried about that one.
0: Get excited, <laughs> man. Get excited, bud. Go listen to HyperStory by HyperStory before next week. Uh, And yeah, stick around, man. We have new episodes coming out every single week. Thank you for listening, everybody. Brett, what, uh, what would you rate this episode?
1: You... I'm going to rate this episode a 20 out of 19, baby. God
0: damn it. You always do the same rating I want to do.
1: It's the, I mean, well, right I find the, the lowest fruit. I find yeah. the lowest hanging fruit, and it <laughs> always seems that we kind of gravitate that's towards that
0: one. It's juicy peach that's always hanging there, man.
1: That's true. It's fruitful.
0: Right. Brett, this was good.
1: Lucas, this was good. Bye, Brett.